What's going on, everybody? It is Travis here with the NPCs, and it is time for the weekly news roundup. It is June 18th, 2022, and tonight we'll be talking about Overwatch 2 and all the launch details that they went into this week, talking about all the changes that they've made to Overwatch 2, including that it's going to be a free-to-play game. We'll also be talking about Final Fantasy VII's next title coming out, Rebirth, also them revealing it's going to be a trilogy, and of course we get to see Crisis Core coming back too. And we'll also be talking about Amazon's upcoming Prime Day and how PC gamers are going to be getting a pretty good deal with that event. Of course, that and all the other things we've got to talk about today in the Weekly News Roundup. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another NPC's Weekly News Roundup for the week of November 20th, 2020. It is Friday. It is, uh, where's my date? It's September 18th, 2020, or our first story, and this is actually breaking news for all of us right now here, too. Figured this is a kind of a big one to cover, of course, with who it is. Joined via Discord by Kyle because we're in the midst of a pandemic still, and of course, everything is all kinds of crazy. So this thing is a chonker. I mean, yeah, it's a beast. It's huge. We're doing a um, that we had the Resident Evil stuff that they were successful with Castlevania. Welcome to another NPC's weekly news roundup, and it's the news time. I am joined, of course, by Kyle via Discord. Kyle, hello. What's up, man? All right, and here we are. We are live. We are excited to bring all of you, our fans, the news this week. Of course, I'm Travis. Kyle is over that way in VR space. Hi, Kyle. What's up? Kyle is a digital <laughs> representation. We have determined that Kyle is an NFT, and um, I'm out a lot of money because that was a very expensive NFT. You can get your own yeah. Kyle NFT as well. Uh, it's the same face you see right there, just a bunch of different shirts, especially as colorful as the one he's wearing right now. Uh, some not as colorful. <laughs> Payments can be made to the NPCs via our uh, platform support uh, over on our anchor.fm page. But anyway, with all that, no, I'm kidding. There's no NFTs of Kyle. God, what is wrong with everybody there? I swear to God, I feel like I talk about NFTs enough that it's like people should understand that that's not happening with us ever. <laughs> swear to god anyway folks we have some news to talk about tonight we've got five great stories to go through in this week's news roundup so let us just hop right into it with the first thing and that is overwatch 2 reveal yes overwatch 2 finally had its moment in the light finally revealing to us exactly what's going to be happening with the game itself as soon as it launches we have found out some amazing things kyle how much of this have you looked into before we start talking about it? Uh, probably not as much as you. I've looked into it a little bit. Um, I I hopped on the uh, Blizzard thing the other night, and I kind of looking to see if you know maybe I had gotten a message on there or you know anything for for the beta. And it looked like that if you there there is a way to hop in the beta for free right now. Well, not for free necessarily. You have to oh, yeah. buy overwatch leg legendary edition it gives you a pack like i want to say two character packs uh for overwatch 2 but beyond that it's just beta access um really haven't looked into too much beyond that though yeah as it stands right now so the game itself is going to be launching october 4th um it is presently in beta and the next round of the beta actually starts on the 28th of june um 
they have announced that Overwatch 2 is going to now move to a free-to-play model, meaning that as, if you want to play Overwatch 2, you don't even have to own the original version of Overwatch, much less go pay the $60 that we did when Overwatch launched back in 2016. So 60 I got the legendary edition, dude. <laughs> okay, okay. For those of us who weren't running around, and, you know, like swimming in money at that time, yeah, of course, you know, <laughs> we had to go buy the regular version, but Kyle, of course, buys all of the big versions. Regardless Not of all. that, though, uh, yeah, one of the <laughs> other big things, too, that was a big surprise to a lot of people with this announcement is that there are now no longer any loot boxes in Overwatch 2. You will now no longer see earned loot boxes as you play and progress through the game and get potential duplicates of skins, all the different coins that you can get, you know, the voice lines and such. Uh, however, of course, for those of us who own Overwatch 1 already and all the skins we unlock, all of that's going to be available in Overwatch 2 as well. So, yeah, uh, I mean, that's kind of just a base overview of some of the things announced. Uh, let me go ahead and get into the rest of the list here, thanks to... Um, Thanks to the Overwatch so basically, Twitter. yeah. What it comes down to, um, as I was reading the article, is they're they're seeming to plan to go the way of every other one of their free to play counterparts with season passes and possibly a store uh, that'll have rotating uh, skins or packs that you can buy yep. um, to to get different character um, models or you know different different spray packs, so on and so forth. Um, but I, it kind of makes me wonder, what what's going to happen with the original Overwatch? Are they still going to allow you to purchase loot boxes and then continue to bolster your your uh, costumes, you know, that way? Or, hmm. You know, there wasn't anything, at least as far as I saw, that talked directly about that part. The only thing that came into it is that you'll still be able to as i mentioned there be able to bring over your existing um uh your existing skins from your Overwatch instance into Overwatch 2 but nothing necessarily about i guess effectively farming for new skins to bring over because obviously there're going right. to be new skins launched in Overwatch 2 that are only going to be spe uh, specific excuse me to Overwatch 2 especially their new tier uh, legendary tier was the tier, the highest level tier you could get for a skin. Now they're coming out with a new tier called Mythic, and those skins oh, are Jesus. yeah, those skins are a little bit more customizable in the sense of like how they can actually come out and look. I'll see if I can actually find some images here in a minute, but we'll let's let's get a little bit more into kind of what else they're they're planning. But you uh, so like you said, you are right. Um, they're going to the live service model with it being free to play. So they're looking at battle pass. Um, it's going to be a seasonal model and they're looking at seasons being deployed every nine weeks. So what is that? That's just under, uh, what is that? That's just over that's two like months, two and a half months. Yeah. yeah. So that's what you're looking at for, for their different content. Of course, it's still sticking with the five V five. However, when this launches, PVE will not be available until 2023, which means that what we're getting in Overwatch 2 at launch in October is technically going to be early access, but it's going to be more of what we know as the existing Overwatch today. Your PVE experience isn't going to be available. The newer PVE experiences shown off already aren't going to be available until next year. Mm -hmm. But... Season 1, they said, in October, uh, which launches on October 4th. According to their listing here, it says three new heroes. Uh, we've got at least Sojourn and uh, the uh, Junker Queen 
who are at least the two I'm aware of that have been announced so far. I'm not sure exactly who the third one's going to be, so they may have not revealed it yet. Six new maps, 30 new skins, battle path, uh, battle pass, mythic skin, and then a new game mode as well. And then in December, December 6th to be specific, season two is going to start. There's going to be a new tank hero, a new map, 30 new skins added, new battle pass, and a new mythic skin. So they're really going to be loading this thing down with content right off the bat, which, you know, hey, that's maybe not necessarily the worst thing in the world. Um, but some of the other little tweaks that they've actually shown off that are going to be in there, too, um, are going to also be like, uh, you know how um, Counter-Strike CSGO has that ability to look at your weapon, like with its custom skin, you can actually like, press, I think it's like F on your keyboard, and you can actually see, hmm. you know, turn the gun around, see the skin, see the stat tracker. You can do the exact same thing in here with weapon inspects. So if your weapon has a different type of skin on it because of the skin you put on your character, you're also going to be able to do that with your weapon too. Oh, man. So... Yeah, so like here is uh the new mythic skin that they have. I've got the the uh Twitter post up here, Kyle. I will drop this to you in our our uh chat here really quick. Because I forgot to add this to our show notes. And I will bring this up here on screen for everybody to see. Oops. Oh, you know what? That's that's plenty there. So the first one is going to be Cyber Demon Genji. And, of course, we can see he's pretty ruthless. He's pretty aggressive with this one. I got to say, it looks pretty slick. Um, but it's got different color customizations and options that you can actually modify within that skin itself um, as soon as you unlock that mythic skin. So that means that if you have maybe more of the preference towards the neon look of this skin versus maybe the demonic look, then you could pick that one to go with. But it sounds like all three are going to be available right out the gate. But then, of course, there's also additional customization, like here for the mask. Um, there's also customization, too, on some of the decals that show up on the skin here. But it doesn't really specify saying that you need to unlock all these different individual parts of the Mythic skin to get everything that's been shown here. It looks like it's going to be as soon as you get that Mythic skin, you can toy and play around with what you've, uh, what you've got. See, and I, I would like to see more skins that aren't necessarily just mythic that are like that. Um, who knows? I, I, maybe we'll get one in the Founders Pack since, you know, we already own the game. Um, and maybe. they've already said they're going to do a Founders Pack for people that, that previously owned uh, the first Overwatch. So maybe they'll they'll toss us a bone and give us a free skin that, that, that's as cool as this. But I don't know. It, it's good to know that they're they're doing more with with the skins, I guess. True. But at the same time, I, I don't know. I I feel like this is more of a cash grab for them at, at this point, just because you know you figure you you pay the sixty dollars or whatever, you still have the ability to actually earn the loot boxes over time when you gain levels, when you complete you know your first match of the day or whatever, or if they're there was a map that they're doing extra stuff or if you just fill a queue, um, you know, there were, there were ways to earn extra loot boxes. Um, th this, it seems like may potentially take away the ability to just continuously earn skins unless you buy into the battle pass or, you know, you might get your free, your, your freebie every now and then, but that's the freebie that everyone's going to have, you know? Yeah, that's about what my take is on it. Now, 
how much was the battle pass in Diablo Immortal? Do you remember how much that was going to be? $15. I have a hunch it's going to be the same price here then, too. You know, that I, I was thinking about it, and that's a little upsetting because isn't isn't three months of uh, uh, of uh, Warcraft like $30 hmm. or $20, something like that? I don't know. I haven't played Warcraft or World of Warcraft in so long. I don't know what the price is right yeah, now. Yeah, it, it just seems like their 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 pricing format it it's getting a little bonkers. So I I'm kind of wondering what you know what it's going to cost per skin per pack. You know how how they do the the actual shop, and you know what what is going to be the cost of the battle pass. Uh, are they going to be charging us twenty five bucks or you know five bucks every you know two months it sounds like you know potentially and then i'm wondering if there's still going to be like cross promotion where like i remember like you know going grocery shopping with the kids and it's like here's a box of snacks that have you know buy the box of snacks get like three free uh loot crates for um overwatch you know just put in the code and you can get those those three free crates um right why you know i wonder if there's gonna be the same like cross promotional things like with skins and that though too but i guess it's going to to vary on that level of support. I mean, we saw Halo Infinite do it with uh, with Rockstar Energy, where you go and buy a Rockstar, you could pull the code off of the uh, topper, and you'd be able to turn that in for double XP and challenge swaps. Well, e- even beyond that, um, Halo Infinite, they also did it with uh, Alta and... Uh, well, they, they did... It, I guess it was Microsoft that did it with Alta for both uh, Infinite and Forza. You know, you could get yeah. uh, specific colorways for your cars or uh, specific load, um, I guess, uh, skins for your, your I, it was one particular model of Spartan. Um, yeah, it's yeah, the newer they were, Spartan. They were specific to, like, nail polish. Yeah, it's that, yeah, it's that uh, new Spartan armor that or the, the base, like, Spartan armor that's now in Infinite right, multiplayer. Right. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so there could be probably some of that, though, too. Um I guess what I'm finding more interesting on the on the idea to go like this with Overwatch is that I, I have a hunch that this is just to probably bring in more players anyway, because obviously if you offer it for free, you're going to be able to bring more people in who haven't played Overwatch before. So it's now it's like, here, have the Overwatch experience that everybody else had to a point. You don't have to pay anything for it. But if you want to, you can take advantage of this thing without what the cost has been for what people paid in the past. You know, it, it seems more like it's just like anything else. It's just jumping on the free-to-play train to earn those extra dollars, which I guess is interesting because I read in the comments on the Kotaku article there earlier that one person was kind of concerned because of the way Heroes of the Storm kind of lost support from Blizzard as things went on. And that game was always free. That game was always a free-to-play one that also came with right. its own revenue stream as it related to being able to purchase new characters but it didn't have anything like a battle pass though so i wonder with how popular overwatch is if that's going to be able to be successful longer in this model versus what heroes of the storm was you know i i hope so um i also wonder if maybe this isn't like an effect of of valorant you know them trying to think they need to compete with valorant you know losing player player base um to the free to play game uh and maybe that if they make it free to play and kind of match the same format that 
it you know they could bring some of those players back but uh, to the same effect i hope it doesn't affect you know the the amount of extras that i feel that the game is just actually giving me rather than or i'm actually earning rather than having to spend money on because yeah I, i'll admit i spent money on loot boxes there's a video on our our twitch page of me opening like 60 some uh holiday loot boxes but i i mean i i also like the ability to actually just earn them you know that that was just a for fun thing when i did that you know the, right. the 60 or whatever loot boxes right so who knows how that's exactly going to play out though and and how the rest of it's going to be however at least we have more details in Overwatch 2. I've got to tell you, the trailer that I was playing there just uh, a few minutes ago anyway is uh, by far kind of was like it felt good to actually see things happening. It felt good um, mm -hmm. given that Overwatch 1 kind of felt like it went just kind of stagnant and more on just the uh, wash, rinse, repeat cycle for everything that it was doing. Um, and being fans of Overwatch that you and I have been you know, for as long as we have been, um, it was a breath of fresh air, though, to actually see that trailer, as well as the introduction trailer for the Junker Queen as well. Right. Which, by the way, she's going to be a tank, too. So that's interesting to oh, see, okay. especially. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I Maybe I, I, I don't feel that, that same way because I, I'm, you know, a person that back in the day when Counter-Strike came out, um, I actually had to, I remember uh, going to Target, trying to buy it, and then getting denied and having to come back with my parents to actually buy the game. And I spent, oh I, I think it was like 40 or 50 bucks, you know, on on release for Counter-Strike. And the only really single-player experience it had on it was the uh, Half-Life, I think it was called Aftermath, but it was only like three levels. And then it had a bunch of multiplayer modes, and that's it. It was just multiplayer stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember what you're talking about. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, hey, it's coming out. It's free to play. If there is a if there is an option to purchase something for it that's not necessarily the battle pass, then that'll probably end up being, like, what I end up doing, like, day one. But it's going to vary, I guess, depending on what final prices are going to look like for things, too. So... You know those you know, benefits. Honestly, if if I had to pay sixty bucks to not have to deal with the whole battle pass scenario, I would honestly rather do that. And that's fair. That's fair. Well, that's just my take. So, <laughs> and but that's moving all right. on, <laughs> moving on to another Blizzard title of all things, and this one actually by far is not necessarily surprising, but it's like, hey, guess what? Things happen in mysterious ways. Diablo yeah. Immortal has made apparently $24 million since its launch. $24 million. And they say, according to uh, market intelligence tool AppMagic, uh, the mobile title has been downloaded 8.5 million times. 8.5 million times, Kyle. That's a lot of players. I mean, even if the, it's not people that are playing, because I, I can honestly say I was pre-registered for this game for like a year and a half, and I had it set up to auto-download. But even still, that's a lot of people that downloaded the game, even if they only auto-downloaded it and still haven't played it. So, Yeah, 
and I'll, I'll admit, like, I I don't know the last time you touched it, but I actually played a little bit this morning, so. Uh, I've played it, um, if nothing else, to get my dailies every night. Um, but last night I actually played for about 30 minutes and, actually, and did, like, seven bounties and a couple missions. Yeah, see, exactly. I like that approach to it because I enjoy Diablo, and it's nice to have it on the go like this. Uh, but... Uh, what I have a problem with is that I can't stop sometimes where I'm at just because I'm in the midst of um, some sort of conflict, some sort of event. I can't just like stop and lock the phone and go. Um, right. So I it, I just feel like I'm always like, it, like the game is kind of like in the way just, but that's kind of my own doing because I decided to boot it up in the first place. I'm enjoying it at least as far as I can. Granted, I like it better on phone than I do on PC. So Oh, um, so do I. Yeah, and when Diablo 4 drops, obviously that's going to be a PC game anyway, so even with yeah, that. Yeah, I, I feel like the, the GUI just doesn't function on PC as well. Uh, a lot of times my mission nope. thing, like if I if I select a different mission that, that ties into the main quest, it'll pop up with this, like, bar across the screen that says, you must complete more of the main quest to do this mission. And even if I select the main quest... That bar won't go away, but it does on my phone. So I, yeah. I'm stuck to my phone. Yeah, that's the way I'm. That's the way I'm approaching it with all of it too. Is that yeah? It's just there are parts of it that just don't fit a PC, and they were definitely made yeah. for mobile. So that's why I'm sticking there too. But anyway, here's how the numbers break down for the amount in regards to revenue, and this is according to uh, the information provided by Video Games Chronicle as well. Is uh, 43% of all revenue came from the United States. South Korea was 23%. Uh, Japan, Germany, and Canada make up for 8%, 6%, 3%. And then the remaining 17% is just from a culmination of other markets. However, the interesting thing, though, still, too, and we didn't get a chance to cover this because we didn't do the news, I think, when this had come out, is that um, the Metacritic score for this game is a 0.2 out of 10. And that's a user score. You know, I don't think it deserves that. I, I have a feeling that it's just a lot of the Diablo fanboys who wanted that core Diablo experience without all the microtransaction stuff being thrown in their face. Yeah, They wanted that and they went and review bombed it. So, I mean, I would give it maybe like a six just because it's like it is the Diablo experience. It is fun to play on the phone. Um, their PC implementation was was not the best that they should have done and some of the microtransaction stuff should have been like dialed back a bit but at the end of the day the story's good the experience has been all right i would like less microtransaction stuff in my face though i'll agree with that i would actually probably get and i i might get a lot of hate for this but i would probably give it closer to a seven or a 7.5 i mean i i think the story's actually really well written i've paid attention to uh, actually a decent chunk of the story um it's all like i'd say 95 percent of it's actually voice acted um and the, the yeah. voice acting is really good i mean it's on level with every other diablo game that they've ever put out so oh, yeah. it it's very i guess period appropriate to the the game because they've always been kind of a medieval like timey um but it, I, I don't know i at the end of the day, I, I actually kind of enjoy it. And I, it's 
as far as like I said, the story and the actual performance of the acting, it's better than some of the like triple A titles that I've played in the last like five years. So I, I can't complain there. Yeah, yeah. I just I granted really... not many of the triple A <laughs> titles. I that's like one or two. Uh, so. That's true. That's true. I just wish there was more. Um, I, I just wish there was more work towards like if they were going to be doing this cross progression ability between PC and mobile that they would have mm-hmm. done better on the PC client side than they, you know, instead of just copy paste. They should have been working on the beta for the PC at the same time as the mobile version. Bingo. That's the right answer. But of course they didn't. And here we are. So yeah. everybody take that in, go and give Diablo Mortal try. It is actually, is pretty fun. Uh, I paid for the battle pass. It's not so bad. You don't have to, you do get bombarded a little bit, but really you're having fun with the game, right? Yeah, oh yeah, I'm enjoying it. I just don't yeah, want to pay for it. Yeah, he hasn't dropped a dime, so we're nope. we're good. Two different sides of the river, and it's still an awesome experience. Just try it out. There you go. All right. Well, <laughs> let's move on here because uh there was some announcements this week, of course, because it is the twenty fifth anniversary of Final Fantasy Seven. And we got two big announcements out of stuff this week from Square Enix. First and foremost, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake is going to be a three-part trilogy. And they have announced that the second title in the three-part trilogy is going to be Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. So, uh, of course, they did put out a whole new trailer showing everything off there. I will bring that up on the screen now. And... I did not actually tune in for this when the um, uh, when the uh, event was going on because like I, I, I played Final Fantasy 7 originally on the PlayStation one and I, I get the love I get the the fandom behind it but I'm just not oh, into gonna... wanting to go play it again. Oh man, but there's so much more love to be had because I'll tell you what I did actually uh watch it uh that night uh so i got to watch it the the day of not not live though and of course you know it it looks like they are truly leaning into this whole like shattered dimension type thing or split universe where everything's like cyclical and you know they're they're trying to maybe break the the cycle of of how the the story previously happened because they know it's happening at this point Mm-hmm. Um, but then they had some other cool announcements that, that were really exciting from Final Fantasy. And of course I felt like there was one missed opportunity. Um, the big one though is, and as, uh, on my screen, Zach and, and cloud are actually crossing the screen crisis core, uh, reunion got announced. Um, and I'm super excited about that one. I don't know if you played that one on the PSP. I did. But... I did play Crisis okay. Core on the PSP, and you can blame Joel for that one because he was playing it, and then I had to go and pick up a copy for myself. But it was really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, a little linear at times, but, man, just the gameplay was super fun. It, I, I feel like they actually had a really good balanced tack and slash system in that one. Uh and and just the redone visuals it looks amazing i i've heard a lot of people when they're they're talking about it uh since it's gotten announced and the excitement and there you know a few people have mentioned how the uh 2000 and 3000 model psps could connect to a tv with a specific cable 
but man, that game looked like crap that way. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah, and that's even, why I even never like get the video output it, on it. <laughs> yeah, like playing it as the ported version, because I want to say, I think you could uh, access it through Plus at one time. It still looked bad, man. So this looks so much better. So much better. Yeah, and I mean, at least it's not like it's trying to uh, to go too crazy on like like getting outside of the zone of what Crisis Core was anyway. It really feels like it's sticking true to the original PSP version. I mean, granted, with the newer graphics, of course, though, too, and some other right. things tweaked and adjusted because it's it's been a while. But uh, needless to say, I mean, I agree with you 100%. I mean, I think it looks great. I think it's going to be a good addition to all of the things that have been going on for Final Fantasy VII anyway. Um, you know, and it gives folks at least a couple different things to play at the same time because Rebirth and crisis core reunion both come out here this winter mm -hmm. and then uh actually the uh third announcement that was kind of neat um that uh, this is i i feel like where they missed the opportunity um they they're do they're redoing final fantasy 7 the original version mm -hmm. but with uh updated visuals so you don't get the uh blocky um i don't know like it's hard to explain the, those graphics. It was like uh, balls and sticks, but it, they, the arms weren't really, or the hands weren't really balls. They were like, I, I don't know, some sort of polyhedra or something, you know? And uh, yeah, just it, it, the visuals when you were walking around and, you know, it wasn't video. They weren't the greatest. So they are re-releasing Final Fantasy VII basically the the hd remix that they've given everything else before they had to re-come back out with the pixelated versions because those were way better anyway <laughs> um it's funny though because in the video when they were they were actually showing that it's you know the final fantasy uh 7 uh 25th anniversary stream or whatever one of the games that they mentioned was dirge of cerber of cerberus and mm, that okay. game was awesome you get to play as vincent um, who, you know, he's one of the more hidden party members. I mean, there, there's a little digging in when you go to Nebelheim to actually get him. But really cool character. He uses a gun. He's half monster. And the whole game's about him. And they actually show, like, that title in the screen. And I thought, oh, we're going to get a Dirge of Cerberus announcement. But nope, nope, nope. We're, we're getting Final Fantasy VII again, again. <laughs> Remember, there's still time for us to see because we've still got at least six months left in the year for them to announce something and potentially just shadow drop it on everybody. Who knows? Uh, I can only hope. I can only hope because yeah. that, that game's actually only been released on the PS2. It's never seen a release on anything else. So, yeah, Sony, give it to us. Well, I guess that's more uh, square. So true. And Serpent Knight here yeah. asking, of course, so is this like the third prequel to seven now? No, this isn't any sort of prequel thing. This is just the this is just the HD remake remaster of Final Fantasy seven. It's just they're releasing it in those three parts is what they're doing it. So it almost feels more like what they're doing is they're because the original Final Fantasy seven was what a three disc game. It was. And yeah. and actually, yeah, that like I said, that they've really gone out of their way to lean into the fact it's it's a complete remake at this point it you know the characters have fully realized that the the dimensions are like shattered and they know kind of 
or they've realized what's going on that you know certain people are going to die and that that's why we saw like cloud and sephiroth walking up the hill together because that doesn't happen in seven you know mm-hmm. unless you're you're talking about nebelheim but you know this is outside of uh um midgar that this is happening so kind of weird weird indeed but hey you know what all the final fantasy fans are going to at least be getting some seven content some seven goodness this year right yeah and you know if you haven't picked up seven it, the hd version might not be a bad pick uh, pick up um it is totally different from the, the remake so pretty cool <laughs> pretty cool indeed well with all that Final Fantasy VII news, of course, out of the way, let's jump into something that's going to make all the PC gamers out there that much more excited. And that is Amazon is going to be giving away 30 PC games during their Prime Day event in July. So Prime Day is going to be July 12th and the 13th. That's when Amazon normally does their their big sales, big events when it comes to all the things that they sell. Of course, there are some controversies talking about how things are are priced and things are formatted. But you know what? That's not what we're here to talk about. What we're here to talk about are these 30 free games. So Amazon, during that time period, as long as you are a Prime member, these are the some of the bigger games you are going to be able to get that day, or those two days, excuse me. Grid Legends, Mass Effect Legendary Edition, Need for Speed Heat, Star Wars Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy, Star Wars Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast, and Star Wars Republic Commando. Kyle, those are some pretty big titles, especially with Mass Effect Legendary Edition being given away for free. That's pretty yeah. crazy, dude. Yeah, I just beat that game, and holy crap. What yeah. a great game to get for free. No kidding. And uh, I lo- mean, that that's three long, long games. Oh, it really is. Yes, it really is. And a lot of the other ones that they announced here as well, too, being free. Um, uh, there's also going to be 25 indie games, um, which include, which I don't know why that I'd call this indie, but it's definitely not an indie title um, here towards the end. And I think you'll pick it out is uh, we got 10 Second Ninja X, Eight Doors, Aram's Afterlife Adventure, uh, Adling Adventures, Bang Bang Racing, Cloud and Sh- Clouds and Sheep 2, Death Squared, Fatal Fury Special, uh, Gianna Sisters, Twisted Dreams, that one I'm actually looking forward to playing, Gone Viral, Hugh, Manual Samuel, Metal Slug 2, Metal Unit, Pumped BMX Pro, Puzzle of the Year 10-pack, Rain World, Road Trip 3-pack, Samurai Showdown 2, Serial Cleaner, The Crow's Eye, The Dark Side Detective, and these are the ones that I'm like indie game really. King of Fighters 2000, King of Fighters 2002, and then the Metronomicon Slay the Dance Floor. I'm like, yeah, King of Fighters is not, and neither is Fatal Fury. Yeah, no, that's nowhere near. Yeah, that's not indie Fatal at all. Fury. No, yeah. I mean, I, I, I see where they, yeah, they say arcade classics with the the Fatal Fury and Metal Slug and Samurai Showdown, but. King of Fighters, it's more close to an arcade classic, but just barely, if anything. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's not not indie. indie. No. So, but no, I just, I figured it's like, you know, out of everything here, I mean, as PC gamers, especially when we go absolutely nuts during like the PC game sales, like during Steam summer sales and the winter sales and buy all the games that we, you know, want to get for really cheap and then end up not playing all of them. Um you know, to pad our libraries. Hey, this is pretty slick, though, you know, with a lot of the things that you're getting out of this. And I'm stoked because I 
previously owned Republic Commando on disc, and I don't have a CD drive, CD DVD drive on my computer anymore. So to get Republic Commando again and play that, I am stoked. <laughs> I love Republic Commando. See, and I, I'm a huge fan of uh, Outcast and Jedi Academy. I, Those are fun too. I love the Jedi Knight series, so that that's really cool. And just to be able to have Republic Commando again, that that that's a, awesome as well. I never had it on PC. I I had played it actually. I want to say on Xbox. Yeah, I had picked up. Um, what was it? It was a uh, five pack game set that uh, Lucas Arts had. Uh, soul that had republic commando it had kotor one and two uh it had um star wars galaxies i think the the rts the two rts ones it was yeah. the rts and then there was another one in there too i can't remember what the other one was um oh it was battlefront uh battlefront 2 so it oh, had, okay. it, the original battlefront 2 not the not what we've got from ea right now of course but man those were those were what was on point to have because when i got my first gaming pc those were the things i threw in right off the bat to just start right so uh, the fact to be able to at least get a lot of these titles anyway i mean means that you will have no shortage of things to play going through the summer nobody will i mean i i feel like a couple of these titles especially when you look at the arcade classics those are definitely ones that have been prime titles a few times before, though. So if you have been a prime member continuously, you may have already gotten them. But, I mean, it is a good chance that if you've missed them or if you're new to prime or only doing it for that particular month to, to hit up the prime sale, you know, I, I, I think it's really cool that you're, you're getting this extra opportunity and you get to keep them forever. It's Absolutely. not tied to the account like uh, Xbox or PlayStation. Absolutely, um, that's what that's what makes me even more excited. But I guess what's yeah. going to be more curious than anything is that when you download them, what launcher you actually launch them from? Because the yeah, Twitch, because the Twitch launcher that you can have on your PC also has a games launcher built into it. I think still. So if they're tied to that. Nah, well, I've noticed whatever, it's a but... bit of a crapshoot. Um, all all the uh, arcade classics. Um, if you download the Amazon Games Launcher, they're continuously on them. Any of them that you uh, just add to your account, they they are going to be continuously on your Amazon Games Launcher, and you can still access it through the website and download okay. them that way as well. Um, it's just kind of you have to search around for it through the prime in the prime area. Um. But any of the other ones, it is a crapshoot. I'll tell you what. I've gotten them from Epic. I've gotten them from Steam. Um, a lot are actually from uh, directly from Ubisoft or EA. So if there's any Ubisoft games that are in there, any EA games, probably expect to have to get them through that or redeem them through that launcher. Okay. Okay. So, okay, so just another launcher to install and put on the computer, just like Battle.net, Steam, Origin, Yeah, because I EA, think uh, they're giving away Far Cry 4 right now uh, for Prime Games uh, this month, and I believe that one you have to redeem through Ubisoft. That doesn't shock me either. They've got a pretty, yeah. pretty good deal going with Ubisoft on that. Anyway, so... Right. That's what's going on there with the uh, with the thirty games. So if you are a Prime member and you've got a gaming PC, 
they are probably worth it to go and redeem and download and go have yourself some fun with. But if you are a Prime member and you're looking to get a gaming PC, go and at least redeem them now so they're your, they are redeem them during that time period so they are in your launcher and you're ready to go to play them once your gaming PC is set up and ready. You can start downloading them and you'll have stuff to start playing and enjoying you know, while you're waiting for something else to download and install. But... Even with that, we've got to move into a little bit of chaos here, of course, that came up this week because coming up here on uh, up here this next week is going to be uh, Juneteenth, which is a uh, which is a federal holiday that marks the end of slavery here in the United States. Uh, Halo Infinite, uh, more specifically, three forty three uh, released a um, nameplate palette for. Uh, your character, you can go and put on like they have one going for Pride Month right now. Um, you can go in and do that, but they have one for Juneteenth. However, the problem is, is that when it was put out there, it was released under the name Bonobo, which Bonobo is an endangered species of ape over in Africa. And unfortunately, a chimpanzee. <laughs> exactly. So unfortunately, um, given the connotations behind that sort of name being tied in with Juneteenth as well, brought up some potential racial undertones as it related to um, uh, remarks and concerns about, okay, did someone at 343 make a mistake? Did someone at 343 put this out there because they knew exactly what it meant? You know, uh, there's no real information on exactly what occurred. However, what we do know is that as soon as it was identified and shared with 343, they immediately dropped a fix and changed it from uh, Bonobo to its the proper name for it, which was Freedom. Um, and so here the article we're referencing from GameSpot uh, has uh, John Junziek. I, I still can't pronounce his last name. What he says here in Twitter is, uh, and this was a reply to Sean W., who is a Halo content creator. He says, thank you for bringing this to our attention, Sean. We strive to create diverse and inclusive gaming communities. While the original name refers to an internal tool set, it was not intended to be applied to this content, and we recognize the harm it may have caused. And so, of course, he goes on to say that they're working to do an internal review, trying to figure out exactly what happened and what's going on. Especially with the, um, uh, especially with a lot of the focus that Microsoft itself, the parent company, of course, for 343, uh, does to really make sure that everything gets QA'd, or QA'd as well as it can to avoid things mm -hmm. like this potentially happening. So something in their QA process lapsed. And it's something that's going to require some major review because apparently, and if I if I remember reading this right, uh, after this came up here on the 14th, is that Bonobo is actually the name of a former internal tool set, one that they stopped using with Halo 5 in prep for a whole new tool set in Halo Infinite um, that was made for, I believe it was skin and armor uh, creation, no, oh, excuse me, by 343 when they're making stuff for the game. So whether or not that name carried over and it just got like auto-applied by a system, that's kind of the general assumption going around in the community right now. We're seeing sort of a split. I don't know how much you else you've looked into this, Kyle, after I had told you about it when it came up, but 
they're at least so far it seems like it's split where people are like like you know it's like they really dropped the ball how did they let this happen this was like it's almost like pure like like blatant racism right off the bat while the other half of the people are like well it's already been identified as an internal tool set and someone dropped the ball really bad here when it came to QA but sometimes in these things when you're pushing out content every week sometimes things can end up slipping under the radar especially as you get comfortable with how you're reviewing things and doing stuff that you're liable to slip up at some point in time, especially when things might be auto tagged with a, just a name in general, instead of like being a blank slate. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I feel like honestly, it, it could have possibly been a pissed off employee to just trying to be, you know, snarky and see what they could get away with, you know, see what they could let slip into the game. Who knows? Um, I, what, what, so it was identified before it was actually even put out? No, it was identified after. Oh, okay. So it was, available, I was gonna say... it was available in the market, or not in the market, but when you can go into your customization for your character and pick your, uh, or your customization really for you and pick your, uh, like your clan tag in there, like we've got NPCs as our clan tag, and you can go and choose your nameplate, that's where someone saw it because they knew something was coming out for Juneteenth, and that's where they identified it. Right. So do you think, like, kind of like what we were talking about there, is that it sounds like it's going to be a... Um, it really was a gaffe, wasn't it? I mean, yes, but... I mean, it was On a... the other hand, I mean... It, they do use, uh, and I don't want to sound racist myself, but they they do. Bonobos are found in one place, and that that's the Congo. They, I I think it may have been actually pointed like someone. The more I look at it, because they they use the colors of the the Congo flag. That maybe, I don't know if you were aware of that. No, I, I, well, I, I noticed that it like the, um, you know, I, I, the colors I've seen represented before in different things as they relate to, uh, to Juneteenth and other like African cultures. But yeah, you have to forgive my ignorance on this that I didn't know that those. Oh were no, I, I actually looked it up just now because I was kind of like looking at the, I was thinking about it. I'm like, those colors have to mean something, and minus the black, yeah, it, I mean. Red, yellow, and green is, is the the color of the the Congo flag. Of course, it is the color of you know the Jamaican flag as well. Um, it, it it you know there there's other flags that use those colors, but I mean, it maybe I I'm leaning more towards personally. I think it was someone that was internal that, so, that thought they could get away with something. So counter here. And, so the flag itself actually is, um, red, yellow. And green are, uh, let's see, um, the flag of Ethiopia is where that color comes from. And I guess apparently a, a whole other layer of other flags available, though, too, are across other, um, like, or let's see, according to Wikipedia, red, yellow, and green are the colors of the flag of Ethiopia. have come to represent the Pan-African, uh, Africanist ideology, and red, black, and green, and universal... Uh, Negro Improvement Association African Communities League, founded by Marcus Garvey, has a constitution that oh, defines yeah. red, black, and green as the pan-African colors. So that's where they come from. So they kind of, like, it's okay. it's more of a representation of pan-Africanism than as a whole. So we'll just... Yeah, because actually... 
the only reason I correct you there, dude, is like no no offense to you on that. I just want to make sure we get it right so that way we don't. Yeah, no, know, and we're I, not in the wrong yeah, ourselves either. I am looking, and there are there are other flags for the uh, yeah Republic of Congo, but I, it does look like th- that. Yes, they use that as a flag as well. So, but I I get the uh, the representation and stuff, but I don't know. Maybe it was pointed. I don't know. It's hard to say. It, it really is hard to say on this one. Yeah, the only thing we can hope for though is that three forty three is generous enough at least to the community to provide an explanation and hopefully some details of what occurred like if it was if it was a gaffe you know it's like explain in the tool set where it happens is it an auto-populated name that gets put in as an uh, asset is created is it a um is it a uh um you know is it something that's just like generically defined just because of the tool set or was it indeed something like that was intended by a single person and malicious enough that you know if you let somebody go say it don't say who it was but you know it's like put that information out there because right. i think for something like this for a gaff of this level there needs to be some sort of accountability and explanation as to what exactly occurred and if they're going to take accountability for it we need to see some real information some real details from them on what was actually found because if that tool set is named such and it ends up being a simple tag that does get put on things just by default and was missed in QA, that means that they need to change the tool set. You know, that's a simple fix, no yeah. problem. You know, but if it is somebody who did do it intentionally and it, it's still past QA, no problem anyway, it's it the QA people are gonna yeah, need who some dropped the retraining. Ball at that but point. yeah. It's gonna yeah, the QA people are gonna need some retraining and some re like re understanding of what they're looking at or some other automated tool sets, but that person's gotta go. You know, I mean hands down. Because especially mm-hmm. gate, especially when you've got a game series like Halo who, that's played by people from across different generations, different um, different ethnicities, and that too, there's no reason for anything like this at all, right? So, yeah. But in the meantime, at least as soon as we get more information on what is happening there with uh, this incident with 343 and the Juneteenth celebration, uh, we'll get back, of course, on that with this new story. Of course, we're going to leave it at that. With moving on into the NPCs quest markers, Kyle, you are up here to wrap us up on some of the tidbits of news going through this week and uh, telling everybody what's going on. So, uh, for starters, Todd Howard says Fallout 5 will be worked on after Elder Scrolls 6. So it is a physical confirmation that we are going to be getting Fallout 5 from Bethesda Sometime in the future, probably like 2030 or something. And maybe, who knows, by then Todd Howard will be able to put Skyrim in it. Um, let's see, continuing on. Modern Warfare 2 beta may be out mid-August, uh, per an Amazon leak, actually. Um, so good news for ev- everyone and anyone that's wanting to hop in. Um I, I guess early access, I, I believe it said August 15th um, is when the, the potential leak date would be. So if you're interested, definitely stay tuned. And finally, our last quest marker of the day, Capcom uh, is releasing previous versions of Resident Evil 2, and 2 3, and 7 that were uh, of the remastered versions, I should say, uh, because they released a patch recently that put RTX on systems, but was completely crashing and bogging down systems. 
now Capcom has resorted to releasing the patch and leaving you with a very lengthy install on how to get back your previous versions to get a functioning copy of the game. Yeah, and it's interesting to think, too, this is a note for everybody, is that if you are a person who got those patches for Resident Evil 2 and 3 Remastered and Resident Evil 7 and you want to get back on those, uh, as far as we've been at least able to see is that Steam... Uh, if you do have these on Steam, you need to go into the manage part of your game and the fix will actually be the ability to go back to the original version will be under the beta section of that menu. You'll need to go in there. It should say something like Direct X 11 version, I think is what it is. You select that one, that will get you back to a working version of the game. And then once these issues are hopefully resolved, then hope and a new patch comes out you can go back and get some of that newer quality detail um or of course if you decide or if you get something like graphics card wise that can do ray tracing better and it won't bog down your system you can go and enable that too but that's just at least a note from us to go and make sure you're checking there the woes of pc gaming not being able to select the ps4 or ps5 version of the game <laughs> i'll just stick with the playstation one pal version okay right so <laughs> actually they fixed that so i know they actually, did i saw what that i understand too. yeah yeah I, i'm super happy to hear it but yeah. yeah but anyway that is it though for the news this week of course thank you so much everybody for tuning in to the weekly news roundup of course be sure to check out our podcast and all the other things that we're doing over on anchor.fm slash the dash NPCs dash podcast. I know we haven't put up a podcast in a few weeks now, but hopefully we'll be coming back around this next week with something new, something fresh, something exciting, something crazy to talk about, especially as we have now really gotten into the crazy stuff as it relates to game announcements, especially here this summer. So be on the lookout for a new episode here sometime in the next couple weeks. But of course, follow us on social media. And of course, if you are here on YouTube, make sure to hit that subscribe button, notification bell. So when we go live or try to put up any content, uh, you will know when all of that is available. Again, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. We will catch you all next week. Bye-bye.